All right, good afternoon. We're on our second part of the shear today. And this part of the shear uh, is dedicated um, uh, for this coming week is the first yurt site of my good friend who passed away last year. Um, uh, never having married, uh, but one of my very, very closest friends, uh, David Shimon ben Avram Zelig Messer, and uh, the Pasik that I've chosen for him, David, is Dir Shu Hashem And we need to search out and discover God's power, strength, and we can incorporate it within us. Bakshufan of Tamid, whatever situation we're at, we can find God's Ponim, the positivity, whether it's his man that. Chazal telling us is Hester Panim. We can at least search for that Panim uh, in the most difficult times. And it's the Pnei Hashem, which of course gives us Brocha, as we know from Birchaz Gayanim, gives us Hatzloch and learning. I have to mention, of course, also the fact that David was a partner in Dirshu with me. Dirshu Hashem Be'uzay Bakshu of Tamid. <laughs> yes, yes, Ellie is singing the the niggin. That is the the David was the uh, had a role as a test taker, as a test monitor uh, when we set up in Elizabeth our test center. Uh, David start, was with me from day one, the Deer Shushir uh, that we started in Elizabeth in February 2012. That we that we didn't have, we didn't have any. Um, uh, we have not missed one in eight years. And it was David's strength and David's um, tenacity in coming to the Shear that inspired me. And Baruch Hashem, I think we are the longest-lasting Dirshu Shear that has never missed a day in eight years. So David is in his Dirshu Chabura in Leil Ma'emis already for a while. Um, but this week is his yard site, so we dedicate the Shear for him. And I think he'd be very happy with this Shear today. This 1245 share, because I'm going to, he loved politics, and um, today is going to be a political shear in a way, because we're going to put Mordechai on trial. Um, a not so fanciful indictment against Achashverish's Mishnah Lamelech. Now, unlike uh, the proceedings that were televised recently of the impeachment uh, of Donald Trump, I'm going to imagine that these proceedings were probably would not have been public. But Still, there might have been, especially if we take the parishes we're going to see where Victor Koyen Sedek. Um, let me just give you a break here. The food on the right is milchik, so it's from uh, it's the uh, leftovers from the uh, from uh, Elliot Ochanan Pressman's uh, yard site today for his mother. So that's some of that material there including fresh bread that I brought from our Sudas from the yeshiva. So there's like there's a combination of many, many foods from different things. If you are going to go on to the right, you should probably not sample too much from the left other than the salads because the stuff on the right, as you can see, is milchik. There is some hash brown potatoes there as well. Uh, and uh, so that's there. There's also a little bit of... Uh, and uh, there's hopefully drinks for everyone as well. Yeah, I think I think we're okay. Maybe 
to let me know. We need uh, Okay, thank you. So we're going to put Mordechai on trial. Now, Mordechai didn't go on trial, but maybe he, there might have been a movement to put him there, uh, especially as we're going to see. But it's going to be a closed-door session because we're going to talk about things that probably the people who read the McGill originally weren't supposed to read. Now, I mean, of course, the Megillah was the book. The Megillah Esther, of course, is our holy book in a way. It's in Kisri HaKadosh. But there's a reason, a very simple reason, other than all the Ashkofa reasons that are said why God's name isn't in there. Because this was a book that, in a way, was reading <laughs> for the secular world and for the Persian world as well. This, this book, you really... Um, Although it definitely gave uh, the Yehudim in a decent light, and a good light, look how compassionate they were, and the fact that they didn't take the spoils, and they didn't seem to be, uh, their vengeance seems to have been a vengeance with a lot of restraint. But the book, it's compared, you can imagine, to even the vengeance that was meted out on the South by, by, by General Sherman, you know, it wasn't like that. The book was read in the environs of the non-Jewish world. So even though it comes down to us in pure in Hebrew with some Aramaic words in it as well, the book was meant to be a secular book in a sense. In other words, to operate as a secular book on one level, and we read it, we find the hints and the clues to spiritual messages. And that's part of the reason why God's name is not mentioned in the book of Esther. That's a very simple, simple explanation. In a way, it's supposed to dovetail with the the book that's mentioned at the end of Megillus Esther. At the very end of Megillus Esther, there's another book that's mentioned, which is sort of like a... Today, it would be hyperlinked, right? That's what it says. What? Not for, I wouldn't put it that way. I would say, like, you know, like, like for example... At the very last end of the Megillah, it says, and if you want to know everything else Achashverosh did, you can find it. You can find it in the history books of Malchus Mareoparas. Now, who's going to, who has those history books? Again, the point is, is that you're right, this was a safer that we had to be careful with. This was our official report of the events that led to the saving of the Jewish people and the ascension of, in, in an open way, of who Esther and Mordechai were. And that was interesting reading and good reading. But it wasn't meant necessarily to, 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 be, to have the veneer of holiness and prophecy in it. And that's why, even though uh, the, the Persian world has vanished, and members, you know, the, the, the official Senate of the 127, whatever it was, uh, membership of Achashverosh's hegemony is gone, but the book still remains. And Chazal understood that's why there was this issue: should we keep this book as Kisvei Kodesh or not? Right? Is it part of? Okay, yeah, look, uh, I think the report is good. You did a good job, right? I'm going to compare it. You know, take a since we were talking, this wasn't what I was wanted to talk about, but maybe it's going to go into next week. Then. But if you remember a couple, you know, I, I, at the kickoffs that we've had for IDT, Mark knows that I I took part in them 
uh, twice, right? And I came in with a, a message, but that's not the shear I would give here. But that was a shear that was that, that had a universal appeal that was tinged with a Jewish feeling, but it could also have everybody kick in without it being obvious. You think the fact that Rashi commented on it would show that? It no, of course we we. You're right, Yoni. We were makabel with Kisra Kodesh, but it, it, there was there was a struggle in that. The Gemara says that originally they didn't want to put it into the Kisra Kodesh, right? There was a, the Gemara says that Esther and Mordechai were lobbying for it, and the rest of the Antichrist were saying, "Well, look, uh, it's a, we're not we're not going to ban the Sefer. It's good. It's good to know the story, but it's not part of Tanakh or is, is, in the sense that's going to have that kedusha." But then they looked and they saw the hints, like for example, where it says "Vayomer Haman Belibo," certain things that uh, the author could not have known. There's certain places where the the statements seem to what shows that oh how do they know what uh, I know what he was thinking uh, so therefore they say okay we're going to make it but the fact that there was a struggle with some of course we've accepted it Yoni and all the not only Rashi all the it's one of the most it's one of the books that is probably more mafarshimon than almost any other safer and part of it is because but what I'm trying to say is is that I'm going to using Midrashim, which is sort of like the secret story of the Sefer, I'm going to fancifully project the possibility of Mordechai being called up. Now, let's take a look and see on what issues Mordechai could be called up on. Um, Called up by who? Well, so first of all, I want to show you the uh, Midrashim um, on record first. So, if we take a look here, uh, what Chazal are telling us. So, here's one of the most. Um, okay. So, here's one of the most famous Midrashim. Uh, most people know it, but they know the Rashi in Gemara, so they don't know what the full shot is. The very last pasuk in the Megillah says, as you can see, that Mordechai was Godel Yehudim, he was Mishnah Lamelech, the Viceroy. He was considered a great man. Most people were Roy Vechov, right? As Yankee is saying. Now, what is Roy Vechov to most of his compatriots? Most of the people that were, he was connected to, his, his, his brothers, Yisrael. But Rashi, But Rashi points out, and the Gemara in Megillah alludes to it, although we're going to see a different interpretation. Rashi, in this parish of Megillus Esther, says, <laughs> Now, who would be the brothers of Mordechai? Who would be not just the, 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 the line Jew in the line, the lunch pail Jew, the, who's the Jew, who's his brother? The people like him, who had been trained, who had been leaders in Torah. <laughs> that some of the Sanhedrin had actually disassociated themselves with them. And we know more than that from the Rambam, that Mordechai was part of not just the Sanhedrin, was part of the Anshei Knesset HaGdelo, which was considered the this, this supreme Sanhedrin, that their taconis that they made were considered stronger taconis than normal taconis that were done of a regular Sanhedrin. So the people who were perish from Mordechai were the Anshei Knesset HaGdelo, some of them. Now, why? Rashi adds... An interpretation, the Gemara just says Shapir Shemenu Mixa Sanhedrin, but it doesn't say why. There were some people, despite Mordechai's fame, who were oppositional, 
And they weren't bums. They were people in the, on the Anshay Knesset as well. They weren't just rabble-rousers and socialists living in Vermont. They were actual people that had been part of the Sanhedrin with them together, and they said, you know what? We aren't with Mordechai. So, what? Right. So, Rashi says, I, you know what I think the reason is? Is because Shanasu <laughs> Rashi says because they felt that his uh, he was so busy, just like other Mephorshim say, like Yosef Atzadik. The Gemara says by Yosef. The pasuk says by Yosef that he, he that he said when Menashe was born, Nashani Hashem We talked about that last week. So the what was the Chazal say that Yosef sort of forgot some of his learning and his intense learning because he became so involved in political matters. It, it makes sense that 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 someone who is an ultra political person who's political in the sense of helping and using the government power to help. Uh, the, the, the people that, he's, that he feels most connected to, he's not going to have the time to sit and learn. And ask him, because he was a bottle mi That's, that's, so, that's so what's next, so what's next? That's, that, that's the way Rashi interprets the Chazal. Now, that interpretation of Rashi is borne out by the next piece of Gemara. It's right here on the bottom. You can see here. Omerav, Yosef, Godot Talmetayra, Yosef, Matzolos, Nefoshos. Because why? Because Mikara. If you take a look where Mordechai's name is mentioned in the beginning of Sefer Ezra, Mordechai is mentioned number five. And then we find Mordechai's name 24 years later when another mention in Sefer Ezra said, there Mordechai is number four. Because it says over there, uh, and in the Psukhams you can see, in the beginning of Ezra it says, Yeshua, Nehemiah, Sariah, Aliyah, Mordechai. And in the end of Nehemiah, it says, it's from Bavli, Yeshua, Nehemiah, Zariah, right? Mordechai, Baushan. Um, I'm sorry. It's the opposite. That his involvement in Hatzalos Nefoshos actually got him a lower level. So this is where Rashi gets the point. From the Hemshech of the Gemara, you see the Taina on Mordechai is that he wasn't, he was involved in Hatzalos Nefoshos, Less, he should have been involved in Atzal Safashas less and Limadatayra more. Because you see in the list that's mentioned in Sefer Ezra, before he became the Mishnah of Amelech, he's mentioned as number five, and he's mentioned much lower in the list at the end of Sefer Nechemiah. So that's where Rashi uh, got his, that's where Rashi is based on. However, there is one of the Baliatesis in Rabbi Vigdor Kayin Sedek who was from the base Medrash of the Rabbeinu Tam and others, so about three generations past Rashi, that is Chaylik on Rashi here and in another place, and I'll show you what I mean. Um, so, Rabbi Victor Klein Sedek on that Pasek says, what does it mean um Rotsi Vechov Melamed Shapirshman and Mitzvah Sanhedrin, that's from the Gemara, Va'amru, and they said to him, Kedayo Yisa, Goyim Shoshleni Yisrael Kliya. It was your fault. In other words, even after the Nisei Purim, and the fact that Mordechai, Vedin Ahapachu, Asher Yishu, the way the whole spin had happened, years later, 
there were still them, they were still they that held Mordechai in contempt for what he had done. Remember, the Gemara just says, Parshu Mimenu Mitzah Sanedrin. It doesn't necessarily say why. The Rabbi Vigdor says he believes it's because Mordechai was still considered the one who caused the problems in the first place. Why? Now it's true, God saved us and we love God and Esther did a great thing. But you were a bum in what you did. In other words, why did you have to get us in this problem in the first place? Did you, didn't you, you learned your lesson? Because you, we know that, look, you actually, Haman is in his ultimate power mode, and you decide to stand and, and, and specifically fight Fimun. And, and, and specifically act like he's not around, speak to him in ways like Chazal tell us, you know, I'm not standing up for you, you're an Eved, I don't even, I'm, not even, I'm not even registering that you're here. All the things that, that Mordechai did. Now, the, it's very strange, but if we look at Rabbi Vigdor Klein Sedek's interpretation a little bit earlier, <laughs> you'll see that it's not strange at all. Because in the Psukim, about the events in what we call Perigimel of Megillah's Esther, where um, Haman is given a position where, as you see the Psukim say, <laughs> He was a Tsar, but his Kisei was greater than theirs. And here, V'chol Avdei Amelech so the Avde Amelech, Asher Bishar Amelech. Okay, we'll talk about what those two roles are. But they needed to get on their knees and put their face on the ground, the Haman. And the simple Pshad in the Pasuk that the king has, had issued, and we'll see how public the command was, but it seems to have had the Achashverosh's own seal on it. Not the seal, but at least his his affirmation that this was a command that you needed to bow down completely and totally to Haman. Which, of course, implies even in the future, Mordechai's attitude was it wasn't going to happen. Which is very very difficult to say because the Mordechai is transgressing a... a, That's right, and we're going to see... Right. This okay. So again, the Avdi Amelech. We'll see who they are in a minute. You're clearly violating it, still not responding. And Mordechai answered. That's a good answer. You're saying that he might have had a a reason why he was not he wasn't part of it. But again, this is one of the answers, Yoni, that's given. We'll see in the Rabbi Yosef, the Yosef Lekach, Rabbi Yosef Arreifesh Kenazi. From his reading of these words, this is going to be Mordechai's defense. Right now, we're going to deal with his with the with the uh, prosecution's case. So you're right. That's going to be one of the defenses. Maybe this this didn't apply to him. But the, but if the simple reading of the text seems to imply that he should have been involved, the fact that they were telling him why are you over Mitzvah Zamelech. And it says, yeah, Mordechai didn't respond to them or didn't listen to them, didn't accept what they were saying. But you can't say that and then say that the people had a time against... Hang on a second. Hang on. Hang on. 
And then it was really strange what these people were doing because they said they told Haman about it. They want to say Mordechai's answer was that he's Yehudi, and because of that, he can't uh, prostate himself. Now Haman then realized it on his own, and of course. As I mentioned before, the type of Ayimale, Haman Chema, and of course this is where it builds to the Xera and Haman's mind to destroy Claudius. Hang on one second, Chebra. So I want to show you um, the Rabbi Vigdor Cohen Sedek on that Pasuk. He's one of the Baliatesis. He's not me or you writing a Sefer. He's someone who lived two or three generations after Rashi. But let's see what he says. He says, Kolav de Amelech Asher Bishar Amelech. Who are those people who, who are those avodim of the melech? Normally, we say uh, represented from all different nations. He says that those are the Sanhedrin themselves. That Mordechai wasn't the only Jew in there. There was other avde amelech people who had that title, and elu Sanhedrin. Now, how does he know that? Because who's in the shar? to hashara. Sha'ar is another way in our, is, is, is code for where rabbis who adjudicate laws are. Now, Gemara Mefarish, and he brings a riot from a Gemara. So now he quotes the Gemara in Megillah Dafyud Beis, which once again he learns differently than Rashi. So let me, before we get to that Gemara, the way this Balatesis learns, is that they were actually with Mordechai, maybe some of the ones, the later, who were Irish from him, also members of Sanhedrin, and they didn't do what Mordechai did. They actually did bow down. Now, why did they bow down? Even though Chazal have told us in many places, we're going to talk about what this means, that there was a Tselem involved. It wasn't just to a human being. Somehow, either... And there's three different interpretations. Either there was an actual dummy, an actual mannequin, a homunculus that, 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 was, that was either in the shape of Haman or Achashverish that Haman was carrying around. Or according to the Perk of the Belezer, there was something sewed into his bigodim, on his sleeve and on his heart, something he was holding in his hands perhaps. But there was a tselem there. There was a, an icon. There was an image. There was a symbol of we don't know what, but it's clearly not. It wasn't the symbol of Kal Yisrael. It was at Salem. Oh, so as you can see here, ain't at Salem You have to say that whatever Haman had there, it wasn't about becoming, rejecting God. Why? Because the way he learns who were the Avonim that were bowing down? Other Jews. Other, not just regular lunch, Joe lunch pail Jews. It was people who were Zoka to be part of the Sanhedrin and possibly members of the Atchek and Esach themselves. Show you Sanhedrin Mishtachavim Loi. The Sanhedrin were being Mishtachavim to them. So what was it? It must be that it really wasn't even an image of Haman. It was more an andantre. It was like a, it was like a, a mannequin uh, that Haman made. L'chvoid HaMelech. Now, and he says, and that's what the Gemara means when it says, Heim Loyosu El Lefnim. Meaning, the, the way he's learning, and those of you that know the Gemara know what I'm talking about, and I might as well flip to that Gemara right now. It's one of the most famous Gemaras in, in, in about Megillah Esther. Uh, every single person who probably starts giving a shir uh, probably starts with this Gemara on Dafyud Beis. I'll show it to you right now. And there we go. 
So let's take a look. This is from the Ein Yaakov. Do I have it here? Right here. So here's the Gemara. I hope you can see it. There uh, we go. So, everyone can see it here. Shalut Amidim Sarbshimim and Yochai. Very famous Gemara again. I'm not going to be myrach in it. There's a lot of diukim in this Gemara which are which are hard to understand. I'm not going to answer those today. Just want to show you the way Rabbi Vigdor learns different than Rashi. Shalut Amidim Sarbshimim and Yochai. Neiman is chayvus neim shal Yisrael shabaisa ador kliyu. Shemarichai students were wondering. And they had a question from their Rebbe, the great Makubu of Shemar Bayochai. Uh, why was it that Klal Yisrael definitely had Xayr of Misa? This is what every Rebbe probably likes to do. Amr Lechem, Imrli Atem, you tell me. Right. Okay? Right? You tell me. Amr Loi, Mibnei, Shenenem Sudosa Shalai Sayrosha. Amr Lechem, Okay, that was the Suda of Achashverosh that the, that the Klal Yisrael was part of. They were invited, they were there. Again, we'll talk, again, everyone knows, did they eat kosher, did they eat tray, did they have a chance, did they have an option? Did they have an option of eating kosher? Could they, yeah, okay. Kertzonish v'ish, Chazal say that there was that option, and it was glad kosher, and again, there's many drushes about what Hanoa means. I'm not going to talk about that right now. You've heard it before. And you can hear it better in other areas. But the point was, Shemrechai had a problem with that answer. He says, Shoshushan Yehargu, Yehargu. It should have been Xer against the Jews of Shushan alone. So they said, All right, Rabbi, what's your reason? So you tell us. Which Tselem? Rashi says, We made Nebuchadnezzar. The Gemara doesn't say we may never chonetzer. Now, the truth is, I did some research on this, and I, a couple of weeks ago, I extolled as one of my great heroes, Rafal Nelson Nota Rabinovich, the author of the Duke Seifrim, who could have become just a, a rover or shashiva, decided to devote himself to finding the manuscripts of all the different different Gemaras and printing uh, a, the Duke Seifrim, where one can see all the different Nuschoyas in the Gemara. <clears throat> and he discovered that in there weren't many manuscript copies, but plenty of Rishonim that he did his research on had one extra word, and I think Rashi had that as well. Bavel was in that world. That Shishtachu Latzelim either Ba Bavel or Latzelim Bavel. We find that in some Rishonim. Clearly, Rabbi Vigdor Koyin Tzedek, Rabbi Vigdor Katz, did not have that as his girsa. So he is really free to argue with Rashi here. Who's Ishtachabu Latzelem? Not, it's, it's who? It's the Sanhedrin, who were Mishtachabu Latzelem. That was what happened when we just read in Paragimel. That's what he was talking about. Of course, to that, Shimon, to that, the Talmidim asked, if that's true, that the Sanhedrin, the representatives of the Bnei Yisrael, Excluding Mordechai, but almost everyone else was being mishtachavet to atzelim that Haman had placed there. Then maybe it's right. Maybe that shows we were we basically threw in the towel. It's a, it's a chet in a sense. If if the greatest leaders of Gal Yisrael are being mishtachavet atzelim, that's the way he's learning the pshat in the Gemara. Again, the Gemara just right. So Amar lehem came also which means when they bowed down. True, they were scared of Haman, 
and they knew about the Tzelem there, but they weren't being miskaven at all to accept Haman as or Haman's deity, whatever that Andantri was, they weren't bowing down to it and saying, this is my Avodah Zara as well. It was Lefnim. So Mimela, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even though it was scary, it wasn't a complete... Why? What allows you to do a, a Lefnim? Because that's not called, this is the Machlekas Abayi Barava, which is what he refers to, the Rabbi Victor Koyim Sedek. Let's go back to that. And let's go back to Rav Yudar Kalim Sedek. And do I have it here? And that's what he says was going on. You can see it here from a different angle. And that's what it says. Can everybody see all right? Maybe it's too small. Here we go. Hi, Dai. All right. Vizehu, take a look, Yankee. Hey, my also Elvifnim. Pirsh l'chvoidei hamelech, meaning we're going to do this act because the king wants it. We want to show we're loyal. But pirsh l'chvoidei hamelech, right? L'chvoidei hamelech means because otherwise off with your head. Correct, and therefore this in no way means that we are now going to become card carrying zoriastrians. So now let me explain what I think. Uh, what's going on here. And this is my own so, shot. Well, so, so, you, so you have to say that this wasn't a gesture. Which is what... Because if it's a gesture, then it's one of the big three. Well, this right? is... Right. And so then... Right. So here's the thing. Let me explain it a little bit better. And, and I'm going to let Avigdor, Rabbi Vigdor say his shot, and then I'm going to like in, in, invest it with a little bit of my own take. Okay. So if you take a look, he says, Parish says, Lakach Amru, that's why the Gemara says similarly about the other big Getchka, the one that Rashi's talking about, The Gemara says that we know Hananya Mishov Azariah are the heroes who actually were willing to give up their lives, right? They threw themselves, they, they, they let themselves be thrown into the fiery furnace, the Kibshanesh, and they were saved. However, the Gemara says that had they been tortured, they would have done what was Nebuchadnezzar had asked from them. Um, wh- how can you say that? <laughs> you don't need to give up their lives, right? That's that's the question. So it must be that what Nebuchadnezzar wanted was something in the middle, meaning yes, in a way, it's about me, but it's about God that has allowed me to be His agent and be the most powerful person in the world. I'm going to explain a little bit better in a second. I just want to fin- let him finish. There's a machlekas It's a machlekas in Sanhedrin and Shabbos. Whether if you're oivet avodizora me'ava me'ira, are you chayiv misa? Now, or is considered a real avodizora? So Rav's opinion is that it's not considered avodizora. Now, Yanki, you're saying. So what is it? How? What's going on? So let me try to explain it. So give me a minute and a half, and I think it'll become clear. <laughs> okay. Part of what I think allowed uh, Achashverosh uh, to sort of <coughs> give Haman this this power to flaunt that he is uh, above everyone, and that even allowing him, assuming he knew, I'm assuming he did, to create this icon is because the icon was a symbol of uh, 
the Zoroastrian acceptance that Persia was really into at that point. Persia was changing. Uh, Achashverosh was, ch- was changing from the ancient Persian fire gods to a very big picture religion. Now, Zoroastrianism is a, is a religion that in many ways is similar to Judaism. It has the two aspects. It's a dualism, but it's a very, it's not a dualism with 150 gods. It's a dualism of two basic powers of, of fire, uh, the fire being the cleansing, powerful, purifying one, and the other power that's responsible for all negative thoughts within us and ugly thoughts within us and bad things that are going on in the world. So in other words, joining the Zoroastrian religion means being part of Ahura Mazda, of being part of that power of good. Rejecting that other rival, the one that's responsible for all the bad, negative stuff. And our purpose is sort of like to be on the side of good, and when we use fire, we sort of indicate how we can elevate and spiritualize and purify everything towards Ahura Mazda. Now, so fire is that symbol of, of purification and change and of that energy. So it's almost like there's like there's an oilum of toyu, to use Kabbalistic terms, and there's oilum atikon. Now, we believe that those worlds are all part of God's plan. It's, it's our Kaddish Baruch being buried them all. The Zoroastrians also realized that the problem of good and evil and, and, and being good in the face of a terrible world sometimes is very difficult for a believer to be that way. But instead of saying we worship the snow god or the fish god or the turtle or elephant god, we have a god who's basically at war with the powers of Ra. And therefore, what I'm going to say, it's not even about our little country called Persia or whatever it was called, Paras or this. And that's why they moved from Elam, they moved the capital away from the original one where Balshatsar was, and they moved to a brand new city. I, I, I compare the creation of Shushan, this new city where, uh, where the Malbim explains so beautifully that, uh, that, that, that Achashverosh moves his Kisei to, was similar to the, the difference between Rio de Janeiro and Brasilia. Those are down in, in, in South America. Rio de Janeiro was the old capital, right? And they said, we are a new 20th century uh, uh, country, and we want things brand new. And that's why he moves the Malchus to a new place, because we're not that old, primitive, uh, Inca uh, type of mentality. We are a world power, which is what Brasilia was supposed to be. That's what Shushan was supposed to be. And 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 uh, and, uh, and Haman, although we know him as the Amaleki, was was proof that it's working, because with Haman's advice, let's say Haman is Mamuchan, Esther becomes the the Malka Vashti, who is the last vestiges of that old ancient Persian religion, is now kicked out. Achashverosh is now able to set himself up as a new type of king, a king that doesn't only have a, a little bit of power, but has a lot of power everywhere, because everybody can buy into it. 
In other words, what allowed Alexander the Great, what allowed Muhammad, what allowed the Islamic conquerors to have so many countries is because they were able to sell the principle and concept of their religion in a way that it could be absorbed and accepted in in a various, a large swath of places. Inclusive. Right, and that's why we have this incredibly huge uh, power base that Achishverosh is building. Haman is the symbol of that because with Haman's arise, it looks like everything's great. So Haman is obviously the person that uh, who Ramazda loves and Ramazda's working through. Nobody thought, and the Ramban explains this in Parshas uh, Bo in Vayera, and, and he also says this in Parshas Yisro when it talks about Avodah is No, they say you know okay. Go out to the, you know, we, we learned this when we were kids, that Moshe, go surprise Paro when he's going to the bathroom because this will show him that he's not a king, right? He's not a god, right? We all learned that when we were in fourth grade, right? That Paro thought he was a god, and therefore he made people think that he didn't have to go to the bathroom anymore, and that's why he would go to the bathroom in this, and, uh, and, 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 right. The Ramban says, it's not that Paro thought he was not a human, Paro felt that he was blessed, so to speak. He was the one that God had chosen. He was an agent of this powerful spiritual strength from beyond. And the proof is in the pudding. The proof is, look how powerful Paro's empire was. Obviously, God wants him. Right? That's what Haman was. Haman was Ahasuerus' symbol that he had bought into Ahura Mazda correctly. So therefore, bowing down to, wasn't it was bowing down to the Andantre, that's the symbol of Ahura Mazda, because Ahura Mazda has chosen something here in this world to work through. You are his agent. You right, every, every single origin story, right? Every single superhero or fantasy, they all have this thing, you're going to be the agent, right? You're going to be the one that's going to move this further. It's bigger than you. That's what Haman was supposed to be exhibiting. Now, if that's the case, listen, I'm not buying it, but look, <laughs> you are powerful. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to slap you in the face about Ahura Mazda, but look, we're part of your country. Uh, we don't want to reject what you're saying completely. It's a very public situation. So that was Ava Vira. So in a way, it, you know, it, it's like, hey, look, I, I see where you're going. I see how excited you are about it. I, I wasn't doing that about Zara. I didn't buy into it. But I'm not, and therefore, you don't even expect me to join you at the next Ahura Mazda meeting. I'm not going to be wearing the band. But in the public sphere, you also bow down to it. That was That's the sheet of Avaviyira. So that's the, again, he doesn't so say. How do you stand that with the word Salem? The don't, then. The word Salem is kind of out there as far as... Because you need an image. A symbol, either it's a symbol of something. That's right. Right? Even according to this shot, then, then it's a symbol, symbol that you probably shouldn't be bound down to. It's a symbol, it's a symbol that, look, he, he is now embodying the success of the power of that God. And therefore... Uh, right. However, you like that vote of Zara, so like, yeah, that, that, that's probably not something that you should be bowing down to. Right, but so since how, but, how did Kol right, right, but how did if the Sanhedrin do that? The Sanhedrin felt, look, we're going. No one thinks that we are being. We're signing up to Avodah Zara. It's Me'ava Yira. 
on one hand, Achashverosh and Haman can can clap their hands and say, "Look, no, we have no uh, nobody is fighting us," and on the other hand, look, they don't feel they feel shmutzik afterwards. However, it's not a, it's not called a ma'aseh of Zara, especially as they said, "Listen, let's just hope for things to change." Now that was their taina. Now. You could, if it, if it's, if it was only there, Yankee, you could say Mordechai decided to be Makadish Shem Shamayim, right? Because Lachora Mordechai, because the problem, of course, here is why that the, uh, Victor doesn't mention. Then why did they throw themselves into the fire, right? In other words, he says, right? He, 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 he Victor Kain Sedik says the Gemara says Hanani Mishav Azariah could have, uh, would have done what they would have. Uh, bow down had they been tortured. That's a different story, right? But but if it was, but it was it was Nebuchadnezzar. It was Nebuchadnezzar, but it was in Bovel. But you're right, a, a sort of a Nimrod of his time. So the question is, he's saying that that was what was going on with Achashverosh. But he's he, what about the fact that they threw themselves into the fire? Right? They actually publicly knew. Like there was Xer, anybody who walks by this uh, idol, this 50, 60 ama tall idol of gold, that was the image of Nebuchadnezzar. That's what it was. It was an image of Nebuchadnezzar. Right, right but it wasn't. But in, but still, it's called an andantre. That's what he says. Because uh, so they still seem to have the right to give up their life. Right. So in other words, you can make a ma'isa kiddush Hashem again. The fact that the Gemara says they would have served it is a proof that it wasn't pure Avodah But even something that's not pure Avodah and later we aren't going to necessarily call you an Ovid Avodah because of it, you have a right because of how close it is to Avodah because we know what the people who set it up believe in, and we know the satisfaction that they're feeling, and we know about the fact that it's going to be a good uh, PR for their Avedizara, because if they're going to say, look, even the Sanhedrin was doing it, do you see how we've taken over even the Jewish mentality? Because of that, Mordechai and Hanan Meshav Azariah have a right to make a Kiddush Hashem and say, we're not doing it. Right? Now, Hanan Meshav Azariah, as we know, lived in this period that there had been a history of positivity towards Daniel and others. Right. Daniel, by the way, wasn't one of the people who threw himself in, right? The Gemara says, where was Daniel? The Gemara asks, where was Daniel? He was the one who, he, he's the one who was like the leader of Hanani Meshavazar. He was the older one. These, these were all young boys that grew up together in, in, in the base of, of, of Nebuchadnezzar, but it was only Hanani Meshavazariah that had thrown themselves into the, into the Kibsh, who were thrown into Kibsh Aish. So the Gemara says, Daniel was hiding. Daniel was Daniel was by Reach. Daniel was in a different spot. So why? Because he felt, look, I don't want to touch this. I don't have to go out there specifically. Hanani Meshav Azariah decided to part ways with their Rebbe, their friend, and say, you know what? We're going to go out and make a Kiddush Hashem. According to what Rabbi Vigdor is saying, they didn't have to. They didn't. They really could have been halachically, according to Rava, they would not have been considered for bowing down. But they decided not to bow down in order to to 
celebrate a higher ideal and to make that point. And, 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 and of course, we praise them all the time. We always invoke them during Slichus, right? That they were the ones who were Spitz the ones who were Meister Nefesh. According to this way of looking at it, they were not Mechuyev to be Meister Nefesh, but they decided they had to do that. So if that's the case, we now understand the Machlech is between the Sanhedrin and Mordechai. Sanhedrin said, Mordechai, you're trying to go and say, I'm going to make a Kiddush Hashem, I'm going to do it anyway. But they said to him, look what you did. In other words, what you did was you actually generated something worse. Instead of making a Kiddush Hashem, in the time of Hanani Meshav Azariah, he said, oh, look, the Malach saved them. They're great. I can't have any tightness on them. They're wonderful. Here, when you decided you weren't going to be Mishtachavah, instead of Haman killing you, which is maybe what you wanted, and you would have been this martyr in Kiddush Hashem, that just led to the Xayr on all Kali Yisrael going up to be destroyed. And therefore, they harbored that Taina for years, up until the point, as we saw, that Ratzir Roy Vechov. So, that was what their Taina was. That was Taina number one against Mordechai. And I guess the question is, um, and look what it says. And he brings this other chazal. Take a look. Where did you get the right to know? What Kanani and Meshav did, they were dealing with a king that was sort of like, I'm at two minds over. On one hand, I'm real happy that people think I'm great and God thinks I'm great and I think I'm connected to God. But I love these Jews. I love Daniel. I love you three guys too. I don't really want to see you die. But what can I do? I'm forced to throw you in. I wish you guys wouldn't have been here. I wish you would have been like Daniel. I wish you would have like hid and not shown up here. But look, my hands are tied. I've got to throw you into the Kivshan. Oh, Amalek came in and saved you. Boy, that's incredible that there's an incredible thing. Hello, you're great. No one ever said boo to them anymore. But here we're talking about Haman, and you know that he don't like us. And therefore, This is a lush from the Medrash. The Medrash itself doesn't say it was the Sanhedrin talking to them. The Medrash just says that the Avodim were talking to him. But the way Avigdor and Tzedek learns, it makes sense why they are hacking Mordechai a cup. So he says, now the answer the Medrash says doesn't fit in so well. He says, Adi Yehudi, of course they rehud him too. But he says, look, what about Yaakov? <laughs> Yaakov bowed down to Esau seven times. Amr he says, well, listen, don't give me from Yaakov. Yaakov, there was one son that hadn't been born yet, and that was who? Benyamin. I'm from Benyamin, and I, and I, 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 I tether myself back to Benyamin, and therefore I never bow down. So this is the this Balatesva's version of the Gemara in, in, in Megillah and in this Sipur. So what it calls us to understand, yes, it turns out that everything ends up so positive. The question is, was Mordechai wrong halachically in what he was doing? This is really the Shiloh, and this was a Machlekes. Rabbeinu Tam asked the question as well. I want to... Well, well, according to... Rabbi Victor Klein Sedek. Victor Klein Sedek, this was the Sanhedrin, so clearly it was probably both Sanhedrin based, based on the feedback here. So. Uh, so that's a good point. At the time it happened, it sounds like whoever was there... Now, let me put it better. 
the Anshe Knesset, they probably had members in Eretz Yisrael and other places. Shushan was like Borough Park. It was like, uh, you know, it was like Muncie Borough Park. And, and in other words, it was Chutzlaritz with a lot of Jews, right? It was like a lot of the Jewish money was there, a lot of Jewish power was there. There were places in Eretz Yisrael too, other Medinas, but probably the Shushan contingent had the Shmouts of, of, of the Eden were probably over there. They had gone to the big city, they went from Ilam. It was like, a, it was like, a, it was a cooking place for Jews. But I don't know if that meant that it was Rav and the Sanhedrin. It was definitely some of the members. And eventually when they reestablished themselves, they still had their noses up in the air and not so happy about what Mordechai had done. Despite celebrating the Atzal of Klal Yisrael, they still felt Mordechai was to be blamed. There's two other things. Again, maybe next week we'll talk more about the defense of Mordechai. But there's two other things that, that have been called in. The Medrash actually asks another great question. Uh, it's, uh, I'll just speak it out outside, which is, um, why Mordechai saves Achashverosh? Um, in other words, before this happens, Mordechai is, is privy to information. If you take a look at the Medrash, the way it's quoted uh, in one of the Likute, you know, everybody knows the Yalkut Shemoni. Yalkut Shemoni is really not... Uh, Yalkut Shemoni was written by one of Akadmoin, who... Um, from Frankfurt, right? And it's a Likud of the Midrashim. So if you take a look at the uh, at the Yalkut Shemoni here, where did I? It's here from. So just take a look here for a second. Um, okay, come on, go down. This is on Esther itself. Yeah. Yalkut on Esther. So okay, try to get this to go down. Come on. So. Um, where, here it is. Look down here. It talks about Bigson and Teresh. It talks about why Mordechai. Here we go. So I just want to show you here. Um, here. Right on top. Um, why did Mordechai tell Esther to save him? Doesn't say in the Torah we're not supposed to be friendly with them, right? Now you are privy to this information. You could just whistle down the street and nobody will know anything, and eh, the plot will happen, and there'll be some other yuts. Look, this guy. Okay, can you imagine if? Can you imagine if he would be put on trial like Akashvayrish? Right? If we're talking about right. Talk about Weinstein to the exponential 100th degree, right? Yeah. We're talking here about somebody who, the, the biggest maneuver you can think about in the world. Right. No, no, when he finds about the plot, that's what it says. You, Mordechai, you heard about Big Cemeterish. Remember, remember what Ahasuerus had been doing up until now, right? He'd been basically raping women. That's what he'd been doing. When he told us that he already knew that the plot was going to. No, no, the plot that was supposed to die. So the, the Medrash is asking, the Yalkut is bringing the Medrash that says, why did you tell him? So doesn't it say in the Torah, we see Christ's bris? So Mordechai, right, and, 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 and Omar, Mordechai said, In other words, you're right. Maybe you could say, Agoy is Agoy, and we should, the next king is, but well, we should let this guy die. Yeah. But I... Says better two than one. The what? The other two guys than one guy. Better the two guys. Two guys than one guy. Based on the Sefer. In other words, uh, but 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 here, no, he was saying, let Achashverosh die. Why do you? Why do we have to help this man? 
We're not supposed to be, you're not supposed to be so loyal to him. That would have been a Chiddush, right? That Haman should become king out of nowhere, right? But, but who else was there? He already killed Bashti, who was, who was, you know... But right, so... was the real world. I, my point is the question was raised by Chazal. Then why did he even have to save this guy? So in this closed session that I'm imagining, they could have said, okay, and another thing, Mordechai, you know, why is it and you could have let this man die. This man is, was a crazy nut. He agreed to, to, to allow us to be killed. Of course, at the end, he went back and forth. But we know what type of bum he was. He's no Bill... He is a Bill Cosby, right? He's worse than that. He's like... He's terrible. And we know what he was like. We know that he wants to show himself like he's America's dad, like he's so happy. Yeah, and this, but but really... Worse than knowing what you won't, you know. Which is sort of what Mordechai's answer was. Mordechai says, you know what? First of all, I think I can get him to build the base of Mikdash. The second thing is, what? Mutav Zeshim Akireni. He says, better him, he knows me, because since he knows me already, he can get some good stuff done for the Jews later. Dabaracher, another answer. These were all excuses that people shouldn't say, hey, in other words, up until now, when, yeah, when, when, up until now he was married, he had non-Jewish wives. Now if Esther comes out that she's a Jew and then I'm a Jew, whatever my religion to her, so now he married a Jewish woman, he's dead. Another reason he said, Mordechai got a job as one of the guards. He sort of like was even more important than Bigson Teresh had been. So what's going to happen if Bigson Teresh kill him? They'll say when Bigson Teresh were guarding him, he, he was safe. Now that some Jew is in charge of security, He's gone. Let's have a pogrom against the Jews. You would make Babylon great. So you can see from the Medrash that this was another Taina that Mordechai sort of had to, had to answer to, right? Uh, so those are, in fact, Roshlein McKluger writes that that's why Haman, who had been his slave, actually now rose to teach Mordechai a lesson then maybe he shouldn't have saved Achashverosh. In other words, it says, Achar Advar like you would think Mordechai's on the ascent, right? Mordechai has just saved Bixen, has just saved Achashverosh and Bixen Vinterosh. Mordechai should really be the leader. Now, again, it's true, he gave, you know, if Haman is Mamuchen, Haman's got something too, but he definitely comes out of left field and becomes this superstar. The Rashi McKluger says it was to teach Mordechai a lesson because Mordechai perhaps should have been a little more cautious in terms of what he did, in terms of how he should have dealt with that information. So that's Taina number two on Mordechai. So we have the Taina of why, right? The third thing, I guess, and we can, we can throw in, Limanatera is another thing. The third thing, I guess, is a very interesting taina, which is sort of a Me Too taina, which is how did he deal with Esther? In other words, and this we find the Rishonim speak about, maybe we'll talk about it more next time as well. Okay. It's unclear what type of marriage they had and whether it was a real marriage, Mordechai and Esther. Let's say it was. If it was, now that you know, he lets her again. Was there more he could have done to make sure she wasn't taken to live with this terrible person? And maybe there should have been more done. We know stories in our history where people have given up their lives not to. Chazal say he hit her and they found her anyway. 
but wasn't there more that could have happened? The second thing is, once it did happen, assuming they were married, why didn't he divorce her? There is a chazal, we've talked about it last year, how, if you remember, you might have been in for some shir, and we talked about it, that they, that how Esther could live with both of them together, that Esther created uh, a, a, a shade, right? Esther created this 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 other clone of herself. Remember we talked about yes, that last yes, year? I remember that, yes. Okay, still, when it's got to be really Esther, right? That's what we said, because she's got to talk. The clone couldn't talk, right? The clone could only imitate Esther in the bedroom. She couldn't imitate the words that she would say. And here she needs to talk and save Klal and also make love with him at the same time. That makes Esther Osir to Mordechai forever. That's what Kashir Avadati Avodati. That's what she said. She's now not going to be able to come back to Mordechai. So if the Sanhedrin is calling up Mordechai in our court case that we're imagining, this closed-door session, they could say, Mordechai, we understand, but why didn't you just write her a get? It's the Rosh Kasha. Why didn't you just write her a get? Write her a get, and you're finished. Why do you have to have a situation where, technically, you're married and now your relationship, you should have just given her a get, maybe even when she was taken. This whole idea of still living with her, what is it that you gain from this? So I think there are three... The, again, the, I think Mordechai had a pretty good answer why he saves Achashverosh. Still, you can see how people felt if there had been another Melech, he might not have listened to the Lashon Hara that Haman said, and there wouldn't have been this whole collusion. You can hear that. But I think the other tightness about why Mordechai felt it was necessary, especially if it's the rest of the Sanhedrin who are bowing down, why he has to bow, not bow down and actually continue, even though he knows Haman is, is a hothead, even after the, right? Um, there are some that say that this is one of the reasons why when Mordechai, uh, we'll see this in the Maral, maybe next time, when Mordechai is in the Levush Sak, and he's crying, by Yiz- and he's screaming, by Yizak, Zaka, Gedoyvo, Moro, that he's, that he's, he's, he's launching this uh, this wailing cry to God. Some say that it was a, I believe it's in the Maral, that there was a sense of blame in himself as well, that maybe he was wondering if he had brought it on himself, if he was the one who had brought this thing to the fore. That's part of the reason why he wore the sock and afer and why it wasn't just we're doing tshuva now. He was looking inwardly. So the same sort of Imagine this, this imaginary story that I'm coming up with. It might have been something that played in Mordechai's mind himself. Was he wrong in what he did? So those are the I think we've listed the the major complaints here for the for the indictment on Mordechai. So we'll see Ritz Hashem next week. We'll have a uh, we'll, we'll 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 come to Mordechai's defense and we'll have the defense of Mordechai. So this this was the prosecution's case at this point. So we'll see you next week. We want to have a...